Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from Elijah, who spoke about his experience with Step 3. Please enjoy! All right. Thank you, y'all. Um, Hindi, is that, are you timing? Is that right? Can I get um, <clears throat> four, five, five, four, and one? Does that make sense? One minute warning at the end. A five, five, and a one. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So I'm Elijah. Um, it's great to be here. It's especially cool to you know to be attending a meeting on the East Coast. Um, I never have been able to and. There are some silver linings to this whole experience of being stuck inside. And meetings, attending meetings around the world is definitely one of them. Um, I'm super grateful to see how other people do this same thing. You know, like we all have this book and it all looks a little bit different, different flavor in different places. I love this program. I, I don't. I couldn't in 15 minutes. I'm not gonna be able to pack in all of the gratitude that I have for this program. Um, <clears throat> it is not an easy program, like it was read in the in the intro. Like I was thinking about what to, to share about, and uh, I was like, there's so much. There's so many things to talk about. Like it is the most complicated 12-step program that I am aware of, you know, because it asks for three different levels of recovery. You know, it asks for a connection to a higher power, which all of them do, but very strongly here. It asks for a loving parent relationship, which I did not have, and many of my fellow travelers did not have when we came in. <clears throat> and then it asks for a relationship with a inner child self. You know, and those are three really distinct things. Those are three really different things. And to do them all together, is not an easy task. So um, welcome to everybody who's here. If you're new, welcome. Um, I'm gonna read from the third step. Um, it's from page 148 if you're following along at all in the Red Book. And it's just a, a short paragraph about uh, turning it over. Uh, we choose to turn our will and lives over to the care of our higher power on a daily basis. We realize that the path of greater choice is a spiritual path that begins at denial and no choice and progresses through greater levels of choice to discernment. The level of choice we develop in ACA <clears throat> is proportional to the integrity of our boundaries. The more we let go, the stronger our boundaries become. This is an ACA paradox. Letting go creates stronger boundaries. This, is, this was a really challenging thing for me to understand when I first started doing the program, you know, that somehow if I stop trying to control and manage everything, which is what I had to do growing up in alcoholism, you know, I, I, I thought I had to control and manage everything <clears throat> because I didn't have 
you know, I, I had a single, uh, my mom was a, a single parent at a certain point and my dad was alcoholic and my mom's drinking was not very normal. And so a lot of it was up to me, you know, a lot of it was, I did have to do a lot of things. And <clears throat> to come into this program and start being told that I needed to actually stop doing that and let go and turn, start turning this stuff over to something that I couldn't understand and didn't see or touch. Um, it just seemed super foreign. It seemed like an impossible task. It seemed like if I did let go like that, my entire world would be destroyed because that was the fear when I was a kid. You know, if I didn't hold on <clears throat> and create some structure for my sister and I, annihilation wasn't a distinct possibility, you know, uh, starving to death. And, you know, there was just lots of danger in the family and a lot of neglect and stuff like that. So, you know, and I think that it really comes back to this, this idea of this inner child relationship that is the fundamental thing of the program, as far as I understand it. You know, it's this innermost self that I must connect with. And for me, when I came in, I didn't realize that I was acting like a child in an adult body. <clears throat> I didn't understand because it's like asking a fish how the water is. I was like, I don't know what's water. You know, I'm just, this is how I live all the time. And it took meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting for a good i'd say it took about a year for me to thaw out and to really become aware that there might be a different way to approach life and you know so that that for me that inner child relationship did not even present itself as a potential possibility until like the second year um and i'll, I'll, I'll never forget like i was doing some i think i was doing some writing exercises and like a little part of that inner child voice just like barely made some noise. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, wait a minute, what is this thing that just awoke and started to kind of make some sounds inside of me? <clears throat> Ten minutes. That was five? Ten minutes left. Like, um, prior to that, I just thought it was, I just thought it was some like, hokey thing that people in the 80s made up when they brought their teddy bears to meetings. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you guys. That's not real. Um, and and it's real. Like, it's a real part of me. And uh, uh, my friend's sponsor, um, she's in multiple programs. Uh, I love the joke that if you're not in three programs, you're in denial, especially as an ACA. Like, we either marry them, become them, or both. You know, it's just like, I'm... I could probably qualify for all the programs, but a friend of mine, her sponsor says, um, you know, when we bury things, we bury them alive. And that's been, you know, that was what my inner child was, that was its experience. I, I had buried it alive and it was also running the show. Again, another ACA paradox. Like it's not, <clears throat> I'm not attending to it and somehow it's still in control. Like it was, it's just madness. I don't know. There's no other way to describe it other than insanity. So, you know, getting back to the book, like how do I, how do I let go? And how does letting go give me stronger boundaries, you know? And that's where the loving parent part comes in. And that's where 
and I, I say this pretty openly, we cooperate with all other 12-step programs, so I don't feel any kind of embarrassment talking about the other programs in ACA. <clears throat> but, you know, without Al-Anon, I don't have the tools to build a loving parent. Al-Anon is like crucial for me to build that loving parent. You know, I have to learn how to be a reasonable human being on a daily basis with with those tools that are in that program. And ACA came from Alateen. So like, it's all interrelated in my mind. <clears throat> but I really find a lot of uh, the tools of the loving parent in that program. And that helps me then create a container where my inner child can emerge. Because if I don't, and it says it in the red, in the red book, you know, until we create a loving parent internally, it's actually dangerous to try to connect to the inner child because there's so much, if, you know, there's a usually very strong emotion that's been held back and held down. And that was my experience. You know, when I connected to my inner child, it was, it was irate. Like there was so much repressed anger and rage <clears throat> and grief and sadness, you know, all of the feelings, but they all felt like one feeling. When I read in the yellow book, the different feelings list, I was like, what are all these feelings? I've never seen, I've never thought of these feelings before. I didn't know these feelings existed. <clears throat> so it was really a great uh, eye-opener that there could be more than, you know, ang rage, anger, or deep despair. Like that, those were kind of the two feelings that I had when I came in. <clears throat> and so, you know, I, I, I have, I do believe that I have a loving parent. Like my internal dialogue is so much, it's positive pretty much all the time. When I came into program, my internal dialogue was, you are a piece of shit, you deserve to die. Like, why are you this way? <clears throat> you know, it was so critical and negative. And today I can report, you know, I just took an 11 year chip in this program and I don't think like that anymore. Like it has reordered my mind. I almost never think negatively about my inner child self or myself. Uh, you know, I still have like the, the disease still swims, the, you know, the, the negative voice still swims, but it doesn't feel like it's inside of me. It's kind of floating around and will pop up and say like, fuck you every once in a while. But you know, with the tools and again, going back to the, what it says in here, you know, by turning it over, I create these boundaries with self and with other, you know, and that's been really crucial for me is that I have to have internal boundaries. I have to be able to, and it looked, it looked for me like a, I had to decompartmentalize because I was super compartmentalized when I came in in order to not feel feelings. I was really compartmentalized. And so I had to kind of dump it all in one big room and get it all together and now I have to like healthily keep certain things in certain places and have like, you know, a house that is organized instead of a house that's built on trash, <laughs> which is kind of what it was before. It was like, I built this thing that was built on garbage. And so it was just a mess, you know, when it rained, it was just smell bad, all sorts of bad stuff. So. Admin. Five left. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, how do I turn it over, right? How, do, how does this relationship with a higher power interact with my loving parent and my inner child? You know, and it, again, for me, it gets really, this is a very tricky balancing act some of the time. 
Um, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes I'm just I'm just beaten into a state of willingness by challenge and in the world. But it's not it's not always easy. You know, it's often really I I go back I, without consistent ten step eleven step without doing the work of the steps each day. You know. I pray, turning my will and my life over. I do all the things because without that, I revert. And I don't, I don't realize I've reverted. I'm back in the old thinking. And I'm trying to control and manage my life and essentially create safety. You know, if I can just manage well, I can create safety and it's going to be okay. <clears throat> and it just doesn't ever work out for me. <laughs> like my desire to make things the way that I think they should be it actually just keeps me in my little box. It keeps me in this little Zoom box. Like my life feels about as big as the little Zoom box when it's my will trying to control everything. And it's it's just a narrow view, you know, it's a small view. And there's a big world out there, um, but it's hard. You know, it's hard, especially when it comes to relationships, you know, like interpersonal stuff, it can be really challenging still. Um, people can do stuff that acts, you know, it activates my, grandfather issues or my dad or mom is you know whatever it, it it strums the chord and the chord goes deep you know it's the depending on which chord is strummed some of them go way way back and it, it makes a, a a deep sound and and it i can feel that vibration and so i have to really just kind of take it day by day and stay in the present and get into that place of humility. I mean, that's what my relationship with a higher power looks like, is I don't know, please help me. <laughs> like, let me get into the into the passenger seat and out of the driver's seat <clears throat> and show me what to do, you know? Thing I don't believe in, that I don't understand, that doesn't have any physicality, you know? show me what to do and it works you know that's the beauty of the program is that i don't have to believe in anything if i just believe in something other than myself anything other than myself it absolutely works because i'm not trying to run the show you know so again like i said at the top i don't i couldn't fit all the gratitude in um, but i'm incredibly grateful like just to have reprieve from the negative dialogue in my own mind, just to have that alone, much less all of the other things that I've been able to be present for, you know? And life is not perfect, you know? Like, this is a very challenging time, and, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. And, and I get to leave that out there when I come in here and talk generally, you know? I don't have to talk specifically about stuff, but there's a lot going on, you know, and it's it's very it's been challenging for a while, and it just got way more challenging a few weeks ago. So, you know, it's uh, I live in downtown LA. I live six blocks away from City Hall. There's a lot of stuff going on around me. And one minute. Thank you. Perfect. And I get to turn that over. I get to turn all of it over, and I get to do the next thing that I can do that takes care of my inner child needs, that takes care of my adult self needs, and that connects me to God as I understand it. So I think with that, I'm just gonna say thank you guys. It's so nice to be here out on the East Coast. 
even though I'm in the, on the West. So thanks for letting me share.